Hey, what's up? This is Mario with Candy in the Neighborhood. Today, I'm rolling solo. Candy is at, um, she's at some like 6D or 3D uh, deal with her, with uh, Brianna. Uh, she's getting ready to have a baby soon, so we're going to be grandparents again. Well, anyways, we appreciate you joining in. We hope you guys enjoy the show. If you're joining in, if you could please just put where you are, um, where you are uh, from, what what town you're watching from. If you like it, go ahead and put a thumbs up, a heart, a smiley face, whatever the case may be. Well, today we're going to be talking about um, lies that we believe. And today is, uh, it, it could go either way for men or women, but today it's going to be geared more towards dudes. It's going to be geared toward more towards guys. And it's interchangeable, of course. And it's important. And women, if you're watching, it's also important for you to watch too because it could totally help out your mate. It could help out your marriage. It could help out a prospect. Say, you know, you're in the game. You're looking for uh, uh, somebody to to have a relationship with in the future. Um, but so today we're going to talk about lies that we believe. And um, one of the scriptures that we are going to use is it's in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. It reads, Be watchful, stand firm in faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. So it's important for us to understand as the, as guys that a lot of times, um, as people, a lot of times um, we do things out of love. We do things out of selfish desire. We do things uh, or we believe things to be true that are not true. Not everything that we have been taught uh, is right. And so it's important for us to understand. I mean, we look at, uh, you know, a moral compass, like where do, where do you get your thoughts and your ideas and how family's supposed to be? And as you know, over time, um, it changes. It changes. I mean, we look at World War II where uh, men were out working, women would stay home, and that all changed once World War II happened because men went to war, women went into the workplace, so the moral compass started changing, uh, we see big time there. And then not only that, <clears throat> we see throughout time that moral compass starts changing. So what's good for, uh, let's say 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, now it has changed. And where do we get... Um, our standards, our way of living, what family looks like. And us as men, um, society likes to put on us what what a man looks like and what it, uh, what it should be. And as you know, um, the society that we're living in now, it totally is, uh, I, would, I would like to say, is, is feminizing. Not that we're supposed to lord over women or we're supposed to lord over people. It's important. We just read in scripture that it says everything we do, we do in love. And um, we find that again in uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. So today we're going to talk about different things that we partner up with uh, that we think is true. And what it does is it creates strongholds in our lives as men. Uh, it comes into our relationship with um, you know, whether it's at work or it's at home or with our children, whatever the case may be, those lies sometimes that we partner up with, I mean, they're destroying us. You could see there's a direct attack on men in our society today. And I'm not talking about, you know, uh, 
um, putting down women, we understand that every again, everything we do is supposed to be in love. So it's just super important that we lift up our women. We, uh, you know, we come alongside and we partner with them to champion them to have a good life as well. And so today we're going to be talking about those things. So some of the things that we partner up with as far as lies, um, I remember um, as a kid, uh, I dealt with rejection and that was a lie that I partnered up with. Instead of believing what my parents would champion me to be, what uh, my friends and family would would uh, champion me to be, speak life into me. We all know that words are very powerful. And so um, if you're, you're being spoken down to, you're being spoken over words of death that will destroy you because words could either build up or destroy you. And um, it's important for us to understand that <laughs> too many times we partner up with what other people tell us. And we believe those things to be true. If you were told you're dumb or you're stupid um, from day one, as time goes on, um, you'll start believing these things as a child and you'll continue to believe them and it'll affect you as you get older. So <clears throat> some of the strongholds and, and we think about it as men um, uh, and women, what are, what are some of the things that you believe to be true or you believe to be true? And now you're like, oh man, th there's no way that I could believe that or or you've grown out or you've came to the revelation or understanding that I am not these things, that uh, I do have purpose in life. I do have gifts and talents and and I was put on this earth for something uh, other than what people want to speak over you or what they want to tell you. And sometimes we, we think we partner up with the lie that we're going to find uh, satisfaction in a lot of different areas and a lot of different things and we'll never especially as men if we think like oh um, if i get that job or, or that raise then i'm going to be fine if i if i get that you know if you're a hunter or a fisherman if i catch that big fish or i go hunting and i bag that big bear then uh, i'm gonna be content and so we're constantly as men and women we're looking for things to validate us, to make us feel good when the only time you're ever going to have peace is if you could come to, number one, the realization that uh, God loves you and he's for you and he made you for a reason. And once you find out that purpose and those gifts, then there you're going to find peace. You'll find understanding. You'll find those things that will connect you to your purpose in life. And uh, we're constantly... We're constantly looking uh, for other things, you know, conquest, especially us men. We're about numbers. That's why we like games. I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure you guys saw the Super Bowl. You guys know my team is Los Angeles. And man, it was horrible. I thought it was going to be a race to like 40 where there was going to be like amazing offense. But it was a total defensive game. And then I totally see like people on Facebook and hearing people like, man, that was the most boringest Super Bowl ever, you know, but uh, that, it was a really good defensive game, but we are about numbers. And so a lot of times we partner up with lies like, well, I'm 43 and I haven't arrived there. Who says, who told you that, let's say you're 25 or 30, who says that there's a number that you have to arrive at a certain place? 
you know, and I would partner up with things like this. I think I thought that I should be further along in life. I should be further along in ministry. I should be further along in being a father or a husband. Not to say that it's not good to have goals. It's important for us to have goals. It's important for us to move forward. The Word of God says that He guides the steps of a righteous man. So He's guiding your steps. And we see our Heavenly Father constantly moving. So as He moves, it's it's up to us whether we want to move forward or not or take step back or take steps backwards so in your relationship in your thought in your belief system um are you moving forward in your faith um are you moving forward in everything that you do um so sometimes what happens is it, even from the beginning um the adversary disguises himself as an angel of light as an angel of light, it never comes, a lie never comes in its full ugliness. It always comes disguised like a truth with a twist. So it's super important to understand that even from the beginning, even in the garden, from the very beginning, that there was, there was a truth with a twist to it. And so what happens is he draws our attention to an emptiness whether it's an emptiness in a relationship, an emptiness in marriage, or a lack of satisfaction in your work. He lies to us about what we really need to be satisfied or what you must have to experience a sense of accomplishment in your life. So it's super important if you, you know, again, if we go towards well, if I make that sale, if I conquer that woman, if I climb that mountain, then I'm going to be fulfilled. And that's a total lie from, I mean, it's a total lie from, from the pits of hell. It's definitely um, a lie from the adversary. And we see this in John 10.10. 10. It says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. So not just, God didn't make us just to get by or live a mediocre life and a mediocre marriage or a a mediocre health, um, a mediocre relationship. He didn't make us for that. He made us for excellence. And as you know, I've been on this journey. I'm, I'm in this boot camp and it's for like six weeks. It's a 20, it's a 20 pound challenge. And I finished the first one. It was it. I lost twenty one pounds in six weeks, and now I'm trying to make it a lifestyle. So I've had to adjust because in some areas I'm really good at. Some areas I'm good in devotion. Uh, I believe I'm a good dad. I believe I'm a good husband. But there's other areas that I'm not so good at. Obviously, my health. If I'm not taking care of myself spiritually, physically. And emotionally, I'm going to partner up with the lion. So there was a point of time in my life that instead of, um, you know, I was going through problems or situations of time and maybe I wasn't, you know, it didn't turn me into a drunk or, or a drug addict or something like that. But I was basically eating myself to death because why? I partnered up with a lie, with rejection. I partnered up with things that um, I said, oh, I went too far. I went too far away from God or or I went too far that he doesn't want to deal with me anymore. And that's why it's so important that 
us as Christians that we read our word and then not only do we read it, we believe it and we walk it out. Because if not, the adversary could come and and uh, have us partner up with the lie. Of course we choose. That's the amazing part about our Heavenly Father is that He gives us free will to choose whether or not we want to believe in Him or not, whether we want to serve Him or not, whether or not we want to be a part of His kingdom. So with that, there's strongholds that try and mess with us as men. There's strongholds that try and mess us with us as women. As as you know, Candy's not here today. She's she's with her daughter. They're getting a like one of those three D ultrasound deals, and so um, you guys are stuck with me today. But anyways, if you have any questions or if you have any comments, go ahead and feel free. I'll try to answer them in the. Uh, uh, I'll try to field them for you guys and stuff like that. If you could please. Put where you're watching from, the city, state, put a thumbs up, a heart if you like what you're hearing. And we're going to go ahead and move on. So there's strongholds in our lives. Um, a lot of us, if you talk to people, whether it's at work or your family, you're going to understand that there's a lot of strongholds that are rolling around in our head that aren't good. They're not good for us. They're lies. And those lies continue to build strongholds in our mind that will keep us from the destiny and the amazing life that God has for us, the good life. And so what happens is those strongholds will exalt themselves or they'll build up walls against the knowledge of God. It'll build up walls against the promises that God has for you. So I'm going to go through a few of them that us men um, that we go through and woman if you're watching it's important that I remember one time I think I shared with you guys uh, last week me and Candy sorry about that I shared with you guys um, that I was in Los Angeles and it was before I was going to marry Candy it was a couple of months and me and my cousin Danny were just sitting there talking and he's like Mario um, does Candy know the real Mario does she know the ins and outs of you just everything you know because if not you're representing a false mario you and this is the problem that a lot of us guys have is number is this is communication um it's difficult for a lot of us to communicate because our society tells us that we just truck through things that we don't really um talk about certain things we're just going to you know, bust through and just be like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get through this, you know, and power through this. Well, the, the truth is we have emotions, um, and hurts like women. The difference is we don't express it like they do women. Some of them wear it on their sleeve and this is not all of them, but some of them wear it on their sleeve. They wear it in their actions. Men, we bottle it up. We stuff it down. We suppress it because why? It says, you know, society tells us we're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to do these things because we're supposed to be men. Well, the thing about it is, is that we have the same emotions and the same hurts as women. It's just they're better at um, sharing it. With us, it comes out in glimpses. Um, you may not 
a lot of men clam up. I'm one of those guys. If I get really mad, I, I clam up. I don't want to talk. I retreat. I go to my room to a safe place, you know, but it's going to come out anyways. It's going to come out either through your attitude or, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you distancing yourself from some, from your mate or whoever the case may be. So it's super important to be able to communicate and, um, with one another, with your spouse, with whoever you're hanging out with, it's important that us as men that we could communicate. The problem is, is that we retreat and we hide. And because we hide, it's very difficult for us to share with people the issues of life that we're going through. So when my cousin Danny talked to me about, does Candy really know who you are? Does she know the ins and outs of you? Does she know who she's getting? Or is it like this alter ego Mario? Is it this all this other character that that she's getting? So I really thought about it. When I came home, I sat down with Candy and little by little I would share with her some of my struggles that I was going through. Whether it was rejection, whether it was, you know, at, at certain times of my life, I would share with her the things that I had went through, the things that I had battled with. And, um, so it even got to the point where I told her, you know, you're going to have to, can you please help me guard myself from the things that try to separate me from you? Well, first from God and from you. And so what I did was, um, cause you guys know it's easy to go on your phone and you can look at so many different things that aren't good for you. You know what I'm talking about? We have teenagers that watch so I'm real careful with what we say sometimes, but it's easy to go on your phone and to look at things that aren't good. That'll separate you from God. Um, and then some of you might say, well, I don't have a problem with sexual immorality or I don't have a problem with alcoholism or I don't have a sin is basically anything that separates you from God. So you know what? It could also mean that you're so busy, you have no time for your spiritual man. See, there's a lot of people that go out that are out there and especially women, they'll be like, oh, you know, like he's good looking, he's nice, but is he spiritually going to lead? I mean, we just read that we're supposed to do everything in love. What good is it if he looks amazing, but he has nothing to offer you um, as far as being a godly man? And then we wonder why. And I, and I say this because I have daughters. I have a wife. I have, a, I have you know, nieces. Um, I don't want them to choose somebody just because they look pleasing to the eye or because of monies. No, they have to be a, a man of God, which is as a whole, as a whole, mind, body, soul. And first is the relationship, because the word of God says that um, if you first seek the kingdom of God, if you first seek him, everything will be added on. So that includes um, that includes a godly relationship, a a, a a good paycheck, these things, not to mean that, um, health, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go through things of life. I can't tell you that, Oh, once you come to Christ, everything's amazing. You're not going to go through anything. No, the issue is you will go through things, but you're going to have the peace of Christ because he gives us peace beyond all understanding. No matter what we go through, he will give you peace. So with that being said, 
is <clears throat> it's important for us. It's important for us as men to protect ourselves and to not be so um, passive, passive with sin or things that hurt you, that separate you from God, that could mess with your marriage, that can mess with your children. Um, it's funny because I think about this when I was a kid, when I was younger, um, I know a lot of you guys, maybe you guys skateboarded or you rode dirt bikes or you rode BMX bikes. Remember when you first got the bike? Remember when you first got your skateboard? You were cautious at first. And then, uh, at least me, I would build a ramp and I'd try to go bigger and bigger and bigger. And finally, you're so passive to uh, the dangers that are ahead of you. And then you would totally thrash and wreck and and get messed up. Well, a lot of a lot of us do that in life. What we'll do is we'll be passive to the things that separate us from God. We'll be passive to the things that have messed with us from the from the beginning of time, whether it's alcohol, whether it's bad attitude, abusiveness, whatever it may be, we become passive to those things. And when we are passive and we don't have those guards up to guard us, then that's when it's easy for the adversary to come in and for us to make horrible mistakes or do something that we never should have been a part of because we are passive about these things. Or we're just too busy in life. We're too busy with life to take care of our spiritual man, our soul man, to take care of our families. We're so busy. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys is that a lot of us, um, I went to Candy. I told her, look it, you're going to, can you please help me? And it made me be vulnerable to her and say, hey, these are some of the areas that I struggle in. These are some of the areas that I need you to help guard me in. And so I shared with her and it was a safe place where I can talk to her and I could tell her like, hey, can you please help me out in these areas? So here are some things that we partner up with lies as men. Here's uh, number one, a stronghold that we partner up with. Truly fulfilling sexual practice cannot be found within a monogamous relationship or monogamy. It's a lie. The second one is passive avoidance of family issues will improve the problems over time. That's a lie. If you're passive or if you sweep it under the rug, problems or family issues, you're going to stumble over it. One way or the other, it's a lie. Here's another stronghold. Avoiding deeper relationships with men conquers my fear of rejection. It's a lie. It's important that we surround ourselves with people, other men that are going to champion us, that we'll be able to talk to and say, hey, these are issues of life that I have and um, could you help me out? That's why in the word of God, it says that we are a part of a cloud of witnesses, a cloud of believers um, that help us live this good life. So number four, past failure and hurt will fade into insignificance if ignored long enough. It's a lie. Here's another one. I, I can ex expect fidelity from my wife in body and mind, even if I don't reciprocate. It's a lie. And last but not least, the church is weak and not the right place for a boy to learn to be a man. That is a lie. These are some of the strongholds that we um, 
we partner up with as men. And it's super important, first of all, to understand that I know, especially the American church, um, I've been to other churches, uh, you know, in other places. And the American church, it seems at times that I hear from men, American men, that the church is real feminized. And um, that they say that's that's one of the reasons why they don't like going to church. When, if you know anything about the Bible, you're talking about David, King David, when he was a shepherd, it says that with his bare hands, he fought and conquered a lion. He fought and conquered a bear. And then he goes and he conquers a giant. I would put my money up, uh, not that I'm a betting man, but I, I, I would always go for David over somebody else in this day and age. And number one is because we know that our Heavenly Father went before him. It says, again, that he guides the steps of a righteous man. And so I would always put, I would always go towards David in this day and age. And we look at Samson, we look at other people, other men in the Bible. They were, man, they were tough people. They were tough men. And um, so the feminization of the church or why men really aren't drawn to the church it do you, I, I don't even know how to put it in good terms because our heavenly father jesus comes right he he's god manifested in the flesh and his ministry attracted men it attracted men i mean from a doc from a doctor to a tax collector to a fi- to fishermen i don't know about you but if you've ever been on a fishing boat or around fishing men and then jesus himself was a carpenter if you've ever been on a construction site it's pretty manly it's manly to the world standards and so now how is it that the church uh the american church it it is it People say that it's feminized. Like, man, why would I want to go there? Like, they're they're soft. And it's because um, that's some of what the church has painted and what the world has painted. And let me break it down to you. So check it out. You guys know, men, you know, God made us, and the Word of God says, like, we're visual creatures. So we look with our eyes, and if it's pleasing to us, that's what we want or that's what you go to that's your flesh that's what you want that's what you go to and so it's easy to feed the flesh it's easy to go after that you guys know we have we you've been around conversation of other men going out on their wives other people going after this going after that looking at things that they shouldn't shouldn't be looking at you know you know it's truth and a lot of the church doesn't want to talk about these things because it's happening within the church as well. Instead of saying, hey, how are we going to come alongside of our men and protect them and give them a safe place to talk about these issues and these things and then give them resources to help them to be godly men, to, be, to, to have a safe place to be godly men. And wives, are you... Are you that are you that person that comes along so read the story of David and Abigail? Man, Abigail was amazing. She was able to to um cover David and not only that, 
to multiply and to do different things. I'm not talking about children. I'm talking about resources. I'm talking about things. But ultimately to cover David at the time. And and this is, I really believe it's super important. You guys know, man, our, our men are being knocked off. Christian men. I'm going to talk to the Christians now. I know a lot of people that watch our show are not Christian. So now I'm going to talk to the Christian men and women. Dude, our men need a safe place. They need a safe place that they could come to and say, hey, I'm struggling in this area. Not for judgment, because we know that God will judge, but for restoration and freedom. I'm pretty sure there's men that are out there that are listening right now. Why can't I put down the alcohol? Why can't I put down these things? Why is it? Because there are strongholds that are in your life. It's something that they battle with and a lot of them don't know how to get out of it. They don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the coach that could come alongside them and deliver them. Now, is there going to be residue from those things? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's going to be re- there's going to be residue. There's going to be hurts. But the cool thing is, is that the Lord could come in and do what he does best. And that's heal. Heal and to redeem it. Because it says that he, even, he loved us even while we were yet sinners. He died for us. He died for us. He died for you. He died for me. So with our guys, dude, my heart goes out because you know what? I'm one of them. And I have my wife that I could go to and I say, babe, I I need to be, um, I need to be vulnerable right now. I need, I need a safe place and I need to talk to you. And I'm not talking about manipulation or, or abuse. None of those things. We know that our Heavenly Father is perfect. According to 1 John, it does say that His love is perfect. And because His love is perfect, we need to understand that, again, in, in Corinthians, we do everything in love. So with that, I'm able to go to Candy and be like, hey, these are some of the issues that I have. Hey, hey, Candy, do me a favor. Every so often, go on my phone and check the history. Hey, Candy, every so often, you know, just randomly, um, you know, check my Facebook. Not that I'm a dirty dog or a pervert. I don't want to be passive to the things that could separate me from God. I don't want anything that's going to come before me that will separate me from God. Whether it's flirting or sexual immorality or, or drunkenness or being too busy I need somebody to, who, who's going to help keep me accountable. And so I have even uh, guy friends that are like that. You know, me and Angel knows actually we go out. Uh, now we're going to try and go out once a month and just be real. Talk about real dude stuff, real dad stuff, real husband stuff. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings on a Tuesday because they had a deal on wings. And we just sat there for two hours, man. Ate some wings. We talked. We talked about the struggles of being a husband, being a man of God. But the cool thing is a cloud of witnesses. There's there's people that I bring alongside that I could be real. You know how how, uh, how this generation says keep it 100, keep it real. Well, I try and keep it real with people that, that uh, surround me 
that is saved that I can say, hey, these are some of the issues that I have of life. I'm dealing with rejection. You know, I'm I'm too busy right now. The last time I went out on a date with my wife was at this time. You know, there there's people that come alongside of me that champion me in my relationship with Christ, in my relationship with my wife, in my relationship with my kids, like Pastor Bart, like Pastor James, like my cousin Johnny. I have different men that'll come alongside me and rally me. Dude, I and and honestly, when I was when I was going through uh the divorce there was times in my life i became a single dad overnight and th- you know what uh now i have empathy for single parents i didn't before i had no clue what it meant to be a single parent but there was times in my life that i would actually go to pastor bart and lori's house and they would just let me sit on their sofa and just <laughs> talk and you know what there were some nights that i was just at the end i was so frustrated i was so like i didn't even know what to do you know but they made a safe place that i could go to their house and just chill instead of what would have been like i have some friends that you guys know i have friends that aren't christians you know not all my friends are christians i'm a pastor at new life church and and uh, I love what I do. It's awesome and it's amazing. But I also have friends that are on the that watch this show, and they're trying to understand who Christ is. They're trying to understand what it means to be a Christian. And so when I got the divorce, you you could only imagine what my friends would say. Like, hey Mario, let's just come come over here. And I can't even repeat some of the stuff that they would say, you know. But it it wasn't uplifting. It it would have been more destructive. And I'm not putting them on blast. I'm just saying they don't know. You know, they're just trying to help out the situation. But then I had friends like like Pastor Bart, my cousin Johnny, Angel and Sandra. Man, I was at Angel and Sandra's house like every Friday night, every Saturday night. You know, because I needed somebody to come alongside of me, love on me, care for me, make sure that I was okay talk with me, not just a Sunday thing for 45 minutes. You can't build a relationship giving a sermon. You can't build a relationship with people doing your religious acts and going home. It took my pastor friends and friends that would invite me to come and hang out, that would invite me and ask me how I was doing and made a safe place for me so that those strongholds in my life that would try and separate me from God, that would try and separate me from my children, from, you know, godly thinking to a godly life. Man, it took people. And, and not only that, the Holy Spirit, of course, first and foremost, to help me through those struggles of life. And so, guys, if you're out there and you're like, man, there's there's things in my life that I just can't kick. There's areas in my life that there's a stronghold over me. I give it to God or I don't know how to give it to God and it just keeps on staying in my life. I can't kick this. Well, it's super important to understand. Number one, you could do all things all things through Christ that strengthens you. Number two, you are made for a purpose. Think about it. For all the dumb stuff that we did, why are you still alive and maybe your friends are not here any longer? You know, I, I was talking to my friend Marcos and, 
you, uh, you know, I pick him up every Sunday. He He's in a wheelchair. He had a stroke. And I just see this guy's tenacity. And he runs after God. And um, that's sort of mean, huh? Because he's in a wheelchair. Maybe he doesn't run. <laughs> he doesn't run. But me and him have that kind of relationship. But he, uh, I could see him striving after God. And he's at that point, you know, because I, I partner up with him. I'm like, dude, you're going to walk again. And I could see slowly but surely now he could put his foot down. Now he could stand up. Before he couldn't stand up. He couldn't put his foot down. He he had like this crazy stroke. And um, but now I could see him running after the things of Christ. And I could see the total change in his life because Jesus is the answer. And he knows it. And I know it. And so this is what we have to to offer you is that, you know what? You don't have to partner with the lie. You don't have to partner with a lie anymore. The things that the negative things that people spoke over you or did to you. It's time now for you to give them to Christ and say, you know what, Lord, I don't want these. I don't want to partner up with these lies. I don't I don't want to be identified. These things will no longer identify me as who I am. Now I'm going to be a believer in Christ in you and I want to trade you this pain for joy. I want to trade you this addiction because a lot of addiction comes from fear and frustration. What are you frustrated with? Ask him, ask our heavenly father. He'll trade you. He'll trade you addiction for his love and joy and peace. You can't do it on your own. And so it's super important that we understand these things today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I know it's a little bit different because Candy's not here and she's crazy as ever. And uh, she's like, no, I still want you to go on. But if you like what you guys are hearing, go ahead and put a thumbs up. Go ahead and put a smile. Put where you're from. Um, We'd like to know where you're from. If you have any questions, you could go ahead and post them. And uh, you could also find us on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Um, Don't forget this Friday... Uh, me and Candy, we're doing a Valentine's uh, couple's dinner. They're, they asked us to speak and to give our story of where we came from, how we met, and where we're headed. And so it's going to be really cool because it's going to be Mining Can- Candy's first like vol- Valentine's Day like speaking engagement. And we're going to have food and fun. If you guys want to know about it, it's going to be in Bakersfield. Hey, Laura, nice to see you. Maribel Carrillo, how's it going? Um, just want to say hi to you guys. Uh, Casey, thanks for joining. I know you're from uh, Bakersfield. Um, but yeah, uh, there's you know there's a lot of cool things that are going on. So go ahead and check it out. We'll be uh, there Valentine's Day. Um, it's going to be an awesome time. Also, um, coming to you guys pretty soon, we're going to change some stuff with the show. We're going to have a few, uh, a few special guests from, uh, you know, uh, Bart and Lori to some of our other friends, uh, Johnny Apodaca up in Modesto. We're going to have different, different guests coming on the show. We know today's format was a little bit different because you guys are used to crazy candy coming in and leading the whole thing. But I hope you guys liked the first part of, um, act like a man and, uh, Hey, Nina, thanks for joining. I hope you guys really like the show. God bless you guys. If you have any questions, peace out. Make sure you share. God bless you.